Welcome to the Court Reporter Podcast, a guide to navigating the online media landscape, but with a legal twist. Welcome to our very first episode, and wherever you are, whether you're listening to us from your car, your kitchen, or on the bus, thanks for putting us in your ears. My name is Bianca. And my name is Megan. And today, we are going to be talking about podcasts, but more specifically, the Trace podcast. Now, Megan and I are really interested about this correlation between law and and journalism. And Trace, as we'll discuss now, is really an example of how the two can really work together. So Megan, tell us a bit more about Trace, because I know you are obsessed with it. I love it, but Megan is all over it. Yes. So I love Trace. Um, It it really is this um, new emerging form of online journalism at the moment, these podcasts. Um, Trace, basically, I'll give you a little bit of a rundown. Mm. It is a serialised true crime investigation podcast from the ABC. And it's been downloaded more than one million times over the first four episodes and stayed at the top of the iTunes chart for 35 days, which is pretty amazing. That's I'm crazy. sure you'll agree with Yeah, definitely. Basically, the it's about a um, cold case murder from about 37 years ago. The victim was Maria James, um, and she left behind two sons. The podcast does go deep into the investigation and ultimately uncovers connections to the Catholic Church, a police DNA bungle, and sexual abuse. Um, the podcast creator, Rachel Brown, who is, is amazing, she's a journalist, um, she interviewed the homicide detective who worked on the case, um, her sons, obviously, and also witnesses. Um, and what does make it very interesting is the homicide detective that worked on the case, this this was his first homicide case and it still hasn't been solved. Mm. Um, and he, he has a 99% success rate. Yeah, I was going to mention that. So, which is pretty, best in the business. pretty good. Yeah. Um, and he hasn't solved this one. So, Trace has been compared quite a bit to the very popular serial podcast from a couple of years ago. They are very similar. They are in many ways, absolutely. But I think what Rachel does differently and what I really respect about her is, you know, when I was reading the interviews that she's done and what she said about what motivated her to do this this podcast, she's been very intentional about not making it this sort of, um, I guess, show. She wanted it to serve a purpose, to inform the listeners and to get more facts about this case that you could solve it. Whereas, you know, Serial, the reporter Sarah in that in that Mm. pro in in Serial, she's very much at the center of that of that podcast. Whereas Rachel's very much about the sound and about how to engage the the audience with the podcast and how to make them feel like they were there. And I think this is what's so good about podcasts and how and why they are so powerful and becoming so popular is because, you know, you're not a passive recipient of the information. You're not just reading online, but you're really there. And Rachel does that very, very well. Mm. And she lets the story kind of unfold in her podcasts. Yeah. She lets the the people that she's interviewing, whether it's um, people who've been affected or those investigating the case, mm. um, she lets them tell the story rather her than rather than her just narrating it the whole yeah. way through. So I think a lot of her success has come from that. Mm. And it, she she did say I, I read an interview with her and she did say you know podcasting is a very intimate thing and she she focused a lot on the sound and obviously that's very important when people are listening that they hear the emotion in the people who are talking they, mm. they hear that they yeah. experience that it is very different to just reading a, 
an article, a news article online, for example, as has been the case for the for several years now. Mm. Um, so I think that is really interesting. And she also speaks about the power of silences, mm. which I think you're not able to do when you're writing online and exactly. trying to tell a story that way. And she says a p- silence can really tell so, so much. And also what I think what was where her success has come from mm. and why this podcast has been so successful is she's broken up the invent- investigation into three distinct categories so like the murder case and um the two interviews with the local priest and the molester um so she did that so that the victims were unaware that she was looking into either either of them so in that way she really respected the privacy she sought consent it really you could really feel in this podcast it wasn't just about her trying to get glory as a journalist but she was using it as a as a forum and and an avenue to be able to solve this case and and bring and bring closure and i think it's an amazing uh, work of journalism and also just the fact that so many departments in the abc worked together to yeah. make this podcast a reality whether it was radio radio national or local radio yeah. everyone worked together which previously hasn't quite happened on that scale at the ABC. So I think that's actually also really interesting yeah. um, development too. And not only that, um, the ABC, all the departments working together, but they also use quite a few different journalism techniques in the whole the, the whole thing of Trace. So they also use feature articles online, which further, mm. you know, spoke about, spoke about what was happening in the podcast. And then they also had a tip-off email for listeners to send through information. And some of this information was followed up by the team and also featured in the podcast mm. um, so I think I do think it is really interesting how this new medium of podcasting is kind of this new frontier for journalism and especially in this case it's really put the authorities and the Catholic Church also um, under a lot of pressure and that is what journalism is all about really isn't it I completely agree I completely agree I think it's amazing what Rachel Rachel has done and and how powerful journalism can be in in the legal in the legal world when it comes to solving and investigating crime that's right so Megan, can you tell our audiences where is the case at present? For those curious and who haven't yeah, listened so to it, what's going on? There's a few spoilers. Um, yeah, so warning, up. warning. <laughs> so the podcast has now really forced Victoria Police to reopen the case because, like I mentioned earlier, there was a DNA bungle. So basically, the DNA that the police were relying on for the past 16 years has now been really considered void because it was from another case. So Mm. they've now, they were using that DNA to rule out suspects. So they've really had to, um, reopen the case and the podcast has actually dug up the new facts and circumstances needed for the coroner in Victoria to consider reopening the case. So we've still got a, a bit of time to see what happens but you know we are all hopeful that this something does come of this because I'm sure it would yeah. give a lot of closure to Maria James's sons who are really invested Absolutely. understandably in this case so yeah that that's where it's up to now but like we mentioned it is it is really interesting how this new new form of journalism is what it's doing exactly for, for bringing closure to those affected but also um, how journalism ch- is changing to adapt to what, that's right. to what consumers want So that's uh, the end of our final episode. The Court Reporter is now adjourned and we look forward to you joining us for next week's episode. See you then. Bye. Bye.